Hello, and welcome back to Listen to These Nerds. Tonight we're playing more Zeros of Pacific City. <laughs> I think it's Pacific City Zeros. Nah, either or really works. Though, I mean, we have done really more against the Marino crime family than the actual heroes of Pacific City. Yeah, but we didn't do very wet. We didn't do a very good job. Like, we ate a building. It's still a building that Marino was using. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Reckless endangerment aside. Mm. So, I'm John. I'm running this game. Uh, on my right, we have... Uh, I'm Jonathan. I'm going to be playing Vic the Liquidator. Uh, I'm Harry. I'll be playing Vincent Vindictive Avery. I'm Chris, and I'm going to be playing Brian the Beyonder. Uh, I'm Joey, and I'll be playing uh, Teresa Haydich, uh, otherwise known as Quintess. All right, so we're picking up, like, maybe a, a couple days after. Cool. Um, for those of you who don't know, this takes place generally along the timeline of the Heroes of Pacific City timeline. And reviewing that timeline, we did not take a break. There are things happening every day of every week. I think the entire first season takes place over roughly a two-week period. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! Uh, so... Like those JRPGs where you, like, don't go to the end, so, like, actually, you, you just kept going the whole time? <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. like, yeah, just like, oh, wow, that hero saved the world in three hours. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Or, because you don't go to the end, the day doesn't advance, so, really, it's a 57-hour day that the entire game takes place in. Why won't the sun go down? <laughs> I just want to sleep! <laughs> right. So, um, Brian the Beyonder. Yes. Um, you are in your sanctum, monitoring the the flow and the ebb of the astral planes. It calls to me. You're somehow speaking with this being beyond space and time. He keeps telling you to roll stuff. You're not sure what it means. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you feel a disruption in the local magic field of the of the city, as if uh, somebody had just created a pocket dimension. And filled it with uh, some sort of like animate, uh, like people, uh, maybe a lab, maybe set up an elaborate trap for somebody. But uh, more importantly, the wave of ch of uh, disruption has revealed to you a, a place magically shielded from your sight, as you see the wave pass over and leave no trace. They have attempted to conceal it from my eyes. Meaning that there is some fell sorcery at work! Mm -hmm. I shall have to investigate further, perhaps with the aid of some companions? So, how does Brian the Beyonder get in contact with the people he worked with last nightish? Okay, so, um, yeah, basically, Quintess, um, I've worked with her before on a couple things, so I can, yeah, I quickly use my, um, uh, Basically, just a <laughs> I use my astral powers to dial on my phone. <laughs> yeah. uh, I will communicate! <laughs> yeah. Basic, I use the phone first, because that's a polite thing to do, and I'm not, you know, invading her privacy by using, ast you know, astral projection or anything. All right. So, uh, yes, you get a text. Okay. Um, so, uh, Teresa is walking around the park uh, with, her, with her mask off. Uh, just seeming like writing something down on a pad of paper. Okay. Um, when she just like, she's startled uh, yeah. and like takes out her phone. Yeah. Um. You know it's from Brian because one, it's from his phone, but also, uh, he types everything in all caps. Okay. <laughs> so at least he's contested. Yeah. All does right. he write it like a letter or does he write it like an actual text? 
Um, like a text. Okay. Um, but he signs it. BTB. <laughs> do I refer to you as uh, Quintess or your uh, actual name on your you phone? Can, you can do either. Okay. Uh, so it says, Quintess, I have uncovered fell sorceries attempting to hide from my prying eyes. Something fell as it work here in this fair city. Okay. Um, sounds like a good idea. Sounds like a good place to get some ideas about me, question mark, and my situation, in quotation marks. Indeed. As for additional assistance, should we uh, contact the two individuals who assisted us in the fight from a few days ago? I'm going to say, in the interim time between that and this, you've got one text from Vincent Avery that just says, Hey, does your darkness powers allow you to get blood off of uh, dollar bills? The bank won't take them otherwise. <laughs> I did not respond to that text. <laughs> um, I, I responded in ellipses, and then, yeah, maybe that would be helpful. Noted. Do you have their contact information? Ellipses. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to text... Um, uh, Vindictive is his superhero yeah. name. <laughs> and I, will, I will send a message to you saying... Um, hey, um, uh, the Beyonder needs help. Are you available? Yes. Can the Beyonder get blood out of dollar bills? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you get a very enthusiastic thumbs up. Bring your rich friend. Got it. Alright, so I sent a text to uh, the Liquidator. Hey, that wizard we met, that wizard we ran into seems to have uncovered some weird shit. Might be cool to check out. So, you down? Question mark. Vic is, like, reclining on his couch. He's got, like, medical tape covering all of his wounds from the other day. Aww. He's checking out his Instagram feed, and he pops another painkiller, and then he gets this text uh, from Vin, Vinny. And he's like, uh... I promise this time that I'll be around to take more of the shots than last time. <laughs> he says, uh, yeah, alright, but we better get paid for this one. Can you sell magical artifacts? Question mark. Almost certainly. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Does it have any sort of perceived value? <laughs> then I can sell it. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm a legitimate businessman. I, got, yeah. I know a guy, probably. <laughs> this item will give you incredible feng shui. I know it sounds like the screaming of a thousand souls, but trust me. Mm -hmm. All right, so Vin's gonna head to, uh, Vic's gonna head down. So yeah, uh, I asked Quintess, where do you want to meet? Uh, uh, there's like a park near your house, right? Brian? <laughs> I just want to meet on your house. All caps. Indeed. Okay, I tell you to meet me at the park. All right, cool. So I relay the information to the liquidator. And uh, I get out of my normal business clothes and I put on my, my superhero outfit, which is really just an off-the-rack suit, because more often than not, it's going to be torn up by the end of the night. Puts on the domino mask and heads out to the park. I put on my uh, um, park services vest, like, like a reflective vest, and my park services hat. Mm. I like to imagine I have, like, not like a, like, not like a, a wardrobe, really, but like, and an assortment of, um... Very, also, in the interim, I've actually bought, uh, not really bought, but paid a guy, um, with the money that I, that I took from you. Um, and now I live in an abandoned subway station. Nice. Uh, that's underground. 
so you've I, moved up in the world. Yeah, so I have a place to live now. Um, but yeah, so I have a I have a rack of I have a I have a rack which is actually like I'm inside a subway car. Yeah. So I'm using like the like handrail that you'd hold on to as like yeah. a coat rack. I, I really want to imagine that hangers. transaction as just like like you go up, you ask somebody like, hey, do you have a place where like you can stay, no questions asked? Because like I don't know, and you just. Boom! You put this big wad of like crushed up dollar bills, blood on them, on the table, and the guy's like, "Yeah, I got something." <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was. It's an abandoned subway station. All the all the, like actual subway tunnels have been like collapsed, but the station part's fine, and you yeah. can get to it. Um, I, I I have the key to like the piles of padlocks and like the city only, no one should enter thing. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, Vic's gonna go down to the parking garage and get into a, to an identical 1969 Corvette. <laughs> hey, I got you your old car back. He hits the button on his ven- on his car vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that's in the shop from all the damage that uh, got fucking trash. They like pulled the roof off and tore us out of there. Yeah. So. I guess I'll pick right. you up on the way. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. <laughs> we go into the shop. Hey, can you get this fixed? I don't know. Puts a wad of crumpled up bloody bills <laughs> on the counter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So after I pull my disguise, quote unquote, out of my rack of, of essentially, I scared a bunch of people, and they all and they dropped hats or vests or <laughs> and trying to escape me. So like, I use them to pretend that I work for the city. Yeah. <laughs> you you get my workers hat and vest for when you go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like basically grinding for clothes. Like you scare someone, there's like, ah oh, man, another pair of Converse? I got six of these. Bad drops in this area. Bad drops. I like to imagine like in a park you've got like a spray wand, you're just walking around and there are people that are like emailing the representative like, what the fuck pesticides are you putting into the park? I, uh, I, like when I need to go across, when I need to like travel through the city, I like pretend I'm like, a construction worker, so I have like a, and I have like one of the glowing things, and like a, sometimes I just hold this one of those stop signs, which is like slow on one side, stop on the <laughs> other, and just like walk around with it to pretend that I'm, I'm, I'm a city worker. No one's asked me yet, though. Yeah. Foolproof. Yeah. All right. A perfect disguise. Cool. Okay, so you get to the uh, the park. Mm-hmm. Looks like they're setting up for some sort of big event. You're not really sure what. Um, the uh, and you. See Brian the Beyonder. Okay. Are you floating the lakes crossed in the middle of the park? Of course, yeah. Okay. And yeah, yeah, it's a very Doctor Strange-esque look. All right, so I, I walk up to you. My <laughs> eyes are closed. So I seem to be meditating. I like reach over, just like. Ah! Oh, oh! It is you. For a moment, I thought it might be a spirit sent from another plane. Um, no, no, Mr. Beyonder, uh, uh, uh so, sorry. Please! Brian is fine! We are friends! <laughs> the Beholder was my father's name! <laughs> um, well, uh, th- th- thank you, thank you. Hey, um, I was just wondering, have you, uh, heard anything about the, you know, the, the magical charm that you said? The, 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 what was it? The, uh, um, cursed bowed legs of Bastilia? Oh! Yes, I was able to get my hands on it. However, it was eaten by our family dog, Pop-Tart. <laughs> I was able to recover it three days later, but I assumed you would not want it. Uh, uh, th- 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 that's fine. I'll just... Yes. Well, um... A I... dog's digestive system does terrible things to arcane enchantments. 
Is the dog part of the family in such a, a capacity that its full name is Pop-Tart the Beyonder? <laughs> <laughs> well, Pop-Tart Pop the Beyonder. No, no, the Beyonder's a title. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pop-Tart does not seem to the Beyond, thus it does not have the Beyonder in its name. Right. Yeah. Until it, like, it scratches its way into your sanctum and then accidentally jumps into a portal. Well, yeah. um, well, uh, well I guess this will... I guess this will be a, a, f- a funny anecdote for the novel. She pulls out her notepad and begins writing. Alright, so I'm assuming we pull up. Yeah, at this point, the stingray pulls up beside the park. You can hear it revving from like a block away. Mm. And then we get out. Uh, Vic's still limping a little. He's got a little little cane to help him walk now. Mm. But uh, otherwise, he seems okay. Yeah. Mm. Before I go over, I go over to a cart and I get a hot dog. <laughs> Give him some water, some bloody dollar bills. <laughs> you have to get rid of those. Yeah, I gotta dispose of them, man! <laughs> Comes up. The dirtiest money laundering you've ever seen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we all we walk up. Oh. Hazmat, wizard. So what's this about magical what-you-call-its? Yes, I have been doing scans with my arcane vision in order to ascertain if there are any disturbances in the neighborhood in the city. And I have found something that has shielded itself from my sight. Huh, okay. So you brought us here to tell us that you can't see something? <laughs> something that is deliberately hiding from me. And it could be dangerous. I don't know. Couldn't it just be like a wizard bathroom? Yeah, I, I was just going to say. <laughs> well, wouldn't that... Well, I think the, the idea is that if it's that shielded, it probably has some sort of dangerous artifact in it that you'd need to keep... Hiding. Mm. Exactly. Dangerous artifacts, oh, you said. <laughs> also, hi. Um, sorry about before. When I get uh, carried away, I get I, I, I call voided out, and I'm not very personable. That's okay. Nice you to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> she yeah. like holds out her big gloved hand, yeah. and like if you one of you reaches that, just envelops your hand <laughs> with her big hand. Uh, yeah, vindictive, uh, liquidator. I'm sure uh, you've seen us work. Uh, Don't uh, worry, it, it happens to me though. It's a more uh, Painful. Uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm a Quintess. And I am Brian the Beyonder! Gathers much. Uh, but yeah, um... So magical artifacts. Tell me more about these magical artifacts. Oh, yes. They can have all kinds of nefarious purposes. Summoning demons, raising the dead. They use all kinds of fell sorcery in their construction. But we still don't know if it's actually a magical artifact. It is still to be determined. Question, if it is a wizard bathroom, are we able, are wizard bathrooms, like bath, like toilets, are they magical? Can we, like, use those somehow? Some of them annihilate matter from this universe completely, yes. That seems like a bit of overkill. <laughs> well, Be gone, foul shit! <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you at least know where this maybe thing is or isn't? I have... Do I have the exact location? Yes. Okay. I have its exact location. It's in a Denny's! A shadow suddenly falls across my figure as I lower my head. The place is in a place that is most dire. Somewhere that children fear to go and even adults avoid. It is none other than Pacific City's very own. And at that, the camera zooms into my face. Pat Cemetery! How did you do that? Like, my eyes just adjusted to your face. It was weird. 
I didn't even use a spell. It's something that happens in my presence. I can't explain it either. But the fact remains that we must go to one of the most haunted and creepy places in Pacific City, which is why I have called you here, as you are capable. This all sounds a little familiar. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Actually, I think it was a, nov- uh, a novel... Uh, by uh, Stephanie Queen. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, one. yeah. Shit. Yeah, that is better. Yeah, uh, actually, a lot of her books, well, outside of the heroin phase, you know, <laughs> were pretty good. I don't know. I find that heroin brings out an interesting quality in her work. But nevertheless, uh, <laughs> <laughs> debates on books aside, the Pet Cemetery is a frightening place, and we must go there. As soon as you all are prepared to face the unknown. I finished my hot dog. Well, I already can't die, so let's see what it's got. Mm. Mm. You're going to be all right there, Liquidator? And I, like, tap you on the shoulder a little bit? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm curious now. <laughs> you know what they say, curiosity killed a cat. Uh, but the pet cemetery will bring it back. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh, good sob moment, actually. We're talking about the sad pets. you so you're like writing, she's writing on, she's you writing on a notepad. Are you recording this? Are you some sort of narc? Oh, no, it's, um, well, it's a long story, but I'm writing a book. Oh, no narc wants to hear our stupid jokes. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they charge us with bad puns or something. Fuck oh, am I wearing the police hat? No, no, uh. <laughs> you stole a cop's hat? <laughs> he left it! <laughs> Ooh, rare drop! <laughs> <laughs> Plus two authority. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. Move along in this fucking big ass hazmat suit. <laughs> right. I'm actually making a mascot outfit. <laughs> oh, that would be the that would be like a legendary. <laughs> I need to steal a mascot outfit. <laughs> you, you just steal like a gritty outfit or something. Yeah. yeah. But, all right. Yeah. So I guess uh, we. Well, I'm ready to go. You two got anything to prepare for? I am quite sufficient. Contess? Um, yeah. She slots, like, opens up one of her pockets and puts the notebook in. I'm, I'm good. Alright. Either you need a ride? Uh, yeah, I guess. Do you guys not take the bus? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Not for a long time. <laughs> okay, well, um, I haven't been in a car in a long time. Shotgun! I could teleport us there, or we may ride in your vehicle, whichever you prefer. Can you teleport us in the car? Last time you missed it. Mm, not something that large, unfortunately. Mm, then we're taking the car. Yeah, for the drive. <laughs> car it is. Is the is the sixties the like is the the vehicle a coupe uh, like a, a, a fucking a convertible? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Time for like the like the worst the boys are back in town montage ever. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Queen Death goes through, starts like brushing the bottoms of her feet of her shoes off because they're very dirty. Okay. Uh, I wait until everybody has put their seatbelts on before I tell them where to go. I can't get my seatbelt on. My body's too big. <laughs> I'm like trying to get around him. And then I do that thing where you like take the middle seat belt and then like attach it. <laughs> That's okay, you're a living airbag. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, if you've gotten something together, that's when I'll tell you where to go. Okay. I mean, you gave them the, the 
the location already. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming the Pet Cemetery is like one of those old urban legend sort of places. No, honestly, there's nothing like. Oh, it's just it's just a fucking pet cemetery. It's literally just a pet cemetery. Mm. Like, if you had it, if he hadn't told you that there was something weird going on, you'd be like, it's just a pet cemetery. It's where people bury their dead like cattle. It's even sadder than a normal cemetery. Debatable. Yeah. So yeah, on the way over, like Vincent just checks his kit. So you see, like he pulls out a gun, he checks to make sure it's loaded. Pulls out a knife, pulls out a stun gun. All right, yeah. Like checks, does it? You test zaps. Jeez. <laughs> what you know? Like yeah, I'd say you'd probably have seen this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. All right, off we go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In, into the cemetery. All right. So you arrive outside the cemetery and you see a man skulking outside. He appears to be dressed as a pilgrim. Wow. <laughs> With a sword. Huh. Huh. What? That's not something you see every day. People bury pets with gold? Is he a grave robber? What Like a Christian pilgrim? Yes. Yeah. Does he have like a, he has like a buckle on his hat, right? Yep. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I got it. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, it's a wide-brimmed hat. Yeah, know. yeah. Yeah, and he's just kind of skulking outside the, the gates of the pet cemetery. Uh, mm. You know anything about this, uh... This is beyond me. One moment. Um, I am going to use telepathy to see if I can read his mind. Oh. All right, uh, roll me an overcome. Okay, just a moment. All right, I'm going to be using uh, telepathy, insight, and my status die of a d10, so... you have a d10 in green? Uh, yeah, but D8s and everything else. Ah, I see. Hmm. Yeah, he's a start high and Go low. Yeah. yeah, and I use my retcon to beef up my red die from a D6 to D8. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. That's nice. Okay, uh, and I'm using my mid die for this, correct? Unless one of your uh, principles applies. Uh, just a moment. Let me take a look at my principles. Uh, No, not really. Okay, so that's a seven for my mid die. Okay. Um, succeeds, but with a minor twist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my minor twist. Uh, I'm actually going to give you a, pick a minor twist. Oh boy! So you can read his mind, but he definitely notices you do it. Um, you can tell that he is thinking. Well, first, the first thing you encounter are hems. 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 <laughs> He's just thinking about pants. <laughs> Hymns, um, specific, like if you've done any studying, you know it's specifically Protestant hymns, hmm. um, which w- kind of acts like maybe maybe it's how he detects you. But under the hymns, he's um, looking for a gap in the barrier. Hmm. And I can't read anything further unless I choose to, but that would alert him. No, 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 he, no, knows, no he, he knows. knows. He knows. Oh, and, and like this, like as soon as he knows, he like turns towards you, and the and the hymns just get lo- so loud they drown out everything else. Oh, I, right. I assume he's really turns around. There's just like we're all sitting no, in a car looking normal, at him. Normalish, damaged looking guy. Normalish guy with a domino mask. Person in a hazmat suit. Big person sitting in big hazmat suit, and then a man who's floating above his seat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I should also, I haven't had a chance to point it out, but Brian the Beyonder, due to his exposure to arcane energies, his skin is blue. Oh! oh what? <laughs> How did this never come up? This is a very important detail. I apologize, I never had a chance to describe his appearance. It, it never came up. Oh. 
Well, yeah, that's part of the hilarity of his character, that he's such an obvious fucking wizard, but he still has a suburban family. So, so question, yeah, 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 so question, do your kids have, like, bluish skin? Oh, no, it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Even Pop-Tart the dog's just a regular beagle. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so, so we see this guy, like, looking at us, right? Yeah. Uh, hey, wizard, does, uh, is this a problem? I put my hand up and I wave. <laughs> is that sword yes. an artifact? Greetings, pilgrim! Wizard, what is your business here? To investigate the anomalies that are occurring beyond this field. What are your motives? Similar. Hmm. At this point, I'm just going to turn off the car and get out. <laughs> yeah. yeah I will, so I will, so we, we crawl out of the car? Yeah. But I'll just, like, fight with my... I'm fighting with my seatbelt. I'm not out of the car yet. Okay, you guys hold on for a sec. Vic's mm. gonna pull up the, the retractable room. <laughs> Alright. So, uh, I suppose we're all here for the same business then. Hey. I suppose. You've got a name, Thanksgiving? Oh, shit. Yikes. Ah! <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Man, Satan there. <laughs> I am Luthor. Uh, mm. What do you know of the Hierophant? What do I know of the Hierophant? Uh, it's a tarot card, right? Are you into tarot? So is that real? Is tarot real? I turned to Brian and Beyonder. Um, so you wouldn't actually know anything because it's passed down through folk tales in this universe. Oh yeah, it was. I'm remembering my own canon. <laughs> Let's see. No. Aside from the tarot card, which are indeed real quintess, I know nothing! Are you a, are you also a, a tarot reader? Well, I'd imagine unless he's cutting decks with that big-ass sword, I'm gonna hazard a guess and say no. No, my profession is to eliminate those who deal in sinful magic. Hmm! So I guess we're There's just... This very pregnant pause as they both look at each other. <laughs> the tension is palpable. Well then, you keep on doing what you're doing. We are going to find a way inside. I mean, the gate's right there. It's open. Go ahead and try it. 8.30 to 5. Okay, All I'm right. going to try and... Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and enter. All right. Yeah, so you walk through and you walk back out the gate. That's not supposed to happen. Are, are you, no. Are you done already? No. Was that? Is there a time bubble? No. Merely a strong ward. Mm. I, I try to walk through. Uh, yeah, no, no. You you walk like you take a like this. You take a step in, and then you're stepping out. Like the oh. like this the step that would have landed in the graveyard has you turned around and stepping out of the graveyard. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say oh, oh, uh what, what, okay I'm gonna I'm gonna try something. Everyone stand back. And then she puts her hand out and then grasps her wrist with her other hand and then she closes her eyes and you just, and she, her face tenses up and you see like a, uh, one of the tubes on her suit pops out and then a bit inky blackness begins to leak out and kind of like drips down the front of her outfit onto the ground and then begins to extend forward in like a thin line, probably like two inches thick and then just begins extending towards the gate and, mm -hmm. and then it attempts to pass through the threshold. What happens? Um, roll me an overcome. Okay. You create a spatial paradox. 
Uh, I'm gonna use self-discipline. Oh, yeah, also, I swapped out uh, conviction for creativity. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not as part of the, a mechanical rework of the character, just kind of... Just because I realized that conviction and, and self-discipline are kind of the same. Makes sense. They're very similar, and it was, like, it, it was too easy for me to just say, oh, this is self-discipline, because self-discipline's yeah. a d12 and, and uh, conviction with a d6, so I was just never going to use it. Right. Um, okay, so self-discipline and void... And I'm gonna die. Uh, my middle die is a six. Okay. Um, minor twist, so you, but succeeds. All right. So you succeed with a minor twist. The minor twist is Luther pulls his sword on you, <laughs> demon. Whoa, 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 whoa. Come on, we're not even in the graveyard yet. Can we hold this fast, Hunter? And when she see when she like opens her eyes, the, the thing snaps back like a uh, like a measuring tape and slides back inside and then she just quickly like plugs the hole. Like, uh, I no no. Um Well maybe, actually do you know what that do you know what it is? Because I, I still don't. So is it a demon? Uh, she looks over at Brian right the Beyonder. Mm, I cannot be certain. Well, okay, um, have you seen an idol? It's about this big, and it's got like a, a creepy face on it. Um, uh, you see, she like pulls out her notepad and like goes through it, and then she holds up a picture. It's not drawn very well. So just, it just looks like a creepy totem pole. You're the product of dark magics. Oh, oh, please. It's hardly her fault. Yeah, I've never seen an idol that didn't have a creepy face. Besides, she fights for the forces of justice! It is not my job to judge the fallen. You will have judgment in due time, creature. Fighting with me five parties. <laughs> I mean, you did have that one at Thanksgiving, but uh, I don't think the people there really liked having them come back. Trees <clears throat> <clears throat> the scowls at him and like pulls out a notepad and writing while looking at him. Oh. Anyway, what did you see with your... Uh... Yeah, what's the deal? Um, well, I got through. What did I feel on the other side? Mm. I mean, it's... There's space there, but, like... It's... Uh, you know that you could... That... Now that you've kind of done it once, you can probably, like, use your power to kind of eat away at the... At the... Whatever's protecting the, the gate and mm. let people else... Other people go through. If mm. Okay, so she's gonna walk up to the door, and then like, she, so she's gonna walk up, put her hand like right on the threshold, and then just, it, you see like the the her the actual arm of her suit begins to like vibrate slightly, and then out of like, there so the gloves are s- supposed to be airtight, but you see blackness begin to leak out of the seams. Oh, um, and then from her hand, sort of like spider webs out. In, into like so that all the blackness is touching the edges of the doorway, and then just like kind of like a shoddy door, sort of like gap begins to appear, hmm. um, and she says, um, "Step uh, after you." Damn, after you, tall, dark, and gruesome. Yeah, uh, and Luther will look around the 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 gate. Poke his sword through a little bit, make sure it's safe. 
Does he touch the inky blackness with his sword? Nope. Okay. And then he, he walks through. Yeah, so he's like, it's very uncomfortable. It's not a very good door, but he has to like step over it. <laughs> yeah, and then once Luther's on the other side, we step, I like, we'll step into it beyond yeah, you it. You kind of got to duck under it like uh, like one of those ropes in a, when you're trying to jump a line. Yeah. Aye, 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 aye. Hold on a second. You go through and then come back for a second to let me know that you're okay. I'm, I'm not going in there. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, I will step inside, walk around a bit. I can pop my head back out. Alright! So when you pop your head back out, you're actually on like the top left part. Because <laughs> it's like a spider web. And yeah, then like, yeah. But your head comes out a different part of the gap. Yeah. Well, it's a... Ooh, wow. I can see the cop from here. Anyway, it's all clear. See? All ten fingers. When you put your arms through, one is out <laughs> each, uh, each of the other side. Okay, notwithstanding. Don't stand in the middle too much. <laughs> Good enough for me. Alright, I guess we all, all head on through. Alright. As everyone walks through, I, you see Teresa just like, ew. I think this is pleasant for me. <laughs> so what is on the other side of the portal? I mean, it's still the cemetery. It's still the cemetery. It's just um, like there's uh, runes carved into a lot of the, the headstones. Mm. Um, the outside outer walls are all painted with arcane symbols huh. that uh, Brian... Uh, recognizes to be uh, a, the ward that's keeping this place like hidden. Hmm. Would destroying the runes do anything to take down the warding? I mean, yeah, you could you could destroy the runes and, and like that would take down the warding. But the ward, all the warding is doing is keeping people out of the cemetery. Oh wait, I'm gonna try something quickly. Uh, so Vic's gonna walk in through the spiderweb thing, and then he's just gonna poke his hand through the gate. You know, with. And not the spiderweb part to see if it comes back at him or if he can go out normally. Like, is this is a one way door? Yeah, you can go back out. You yeah. should be able to. Oh no, I mean not through your inky blackness, but oh. through the like a fat, like a part of the fence. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can. The ward just keeps people. Okay, so oh, it's a one way. Oh. That's a very good to know. All right. Yeah. So, uh, and I start like I take out the the knife that I have and I start like tapping at the runes. So should we start, uh, like, doing this? I mean, I'm not exactly big on desecrating graves. Yeah, wait, Brian. Yes! Brian the Beyonder. Yes! Now that... <laughs> <laughs> Brian, yeah. Beyonder. Yes! <laughs> now that you're... Yo, what's up? I mean, yeah! Now that you're within the fence, can you tell what is causing the disturbance? Like, is it actually an artifact? An excellent question! Let me reach out! And so, yeah, I'm gonna use, um... Yeah, what's it called? Uh, you think he's blue all over? I don't really want to think about it. Okay. I mean, I have to assume so? Like, what the fuck? Do you have a principle for this? Uh... Like a principle of magic, maybe? Overcome? Yeah, I'm gonna use... Yeah, principle of magic. Principle of magic. Uh, tuned... Yeah, I can feel the mystical energies of the area. So... That yeah. Avatar movie must have been really rough for him. Oh, yeah, jeez. To the border of the whole movie. <laughs> I can hear everything you are saying as I am still <laughs> concentrating. And yes, the children in the neighborhood gave me a large amount of shit over it. So, <laughs> Oh, shit, he's a wizard, right. <laughs> okay, uh, let me think. D, yeah, D10, then D8, and... D8. Okay, cool. Mm, and... Okay, that is an 8 for my max die. 
Alright, uh, I think that's just a straight success. Yep, completely succeeds. Alright. And everybody gains a hero point. Yes. Yay. Oh, nice. Yay. Alright, so you feel out into the into the pet cemetery, and you realize that um, some sort of dark ritual is going on. <gasps> Luckily, you came in the middle of the day, so you're pretty sure that they have to wait till like midnight or something. We have time! Uh, unless they're doing a ritual of the high sun, in which case you have about uh, 30 minutes until <gasps> high noon happens, and then... We do not have much time! Wait, but you just said! <laughs> I was mistaken! Yeah, um, but to answer the question, a dark ritual of this kind inevitably has about three to five dark artifacts. There shall be five, th- especially if they're doing a, a, a high sun uh, ritual. There may be as many as five dark artifacts at this location! Which way? You know, I, I think I've been in this escape room before. <laughs> yeah, um... Oh, look at you I, being able to afford escape rooms. I'm floating in midair. I just spin like a compass until I'm pointing in the direction that I throw my hand oh, forward. directly center of the... Yeah. yeah. Of the cemetery. And that way! In the mausoleum. Mm. Yeah. Oh, fucking horses to the mausoleum. You never have these in, like, godforsaken open things so we can see where everyone is. Ah, it's gotta be in some dark fucking area. Also, while you guys have been, you know, dicking around, Luther has disappeared in, in between the headstones. Of course. Where the, the fuck did he go? Despite it being in the middle of the day and him being very obvious, he somehow has disappeared from, on you. Well, shit. Am I the only one who feels bad about letting an unknown, weird-ass dude with a sword into the cemetery where we knew something weird, dark shit was going on? Look, I figure weird... Minus weird cancels each other out. I look. He seemed to be perfectly prepared for this. It didn't exactly see him getting a bit miffed about spatial paradoxes. All right, all right. I'll trust you on this one. Very right. well. Onward. So we just. I, I. I imagine we just kind of like push like Brian like a fucking air hockey puck in the direction. Yeah. Um. You basically you're just pushing me like I float forward a couple feet and wait to see if I change direction. Yeah. But then yeah. Yeah. Like a divining rod. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Teresa. Ed. After everyone passed through, just kind of like pushed her, pushed her own hand through, and just kind of like pushing on a spider web, and all kind of just like pushed forward, and kind of weirdly pops back as she slides in. Yeah, all right, that hazmat. I, I, I'm I'm good. I'm good. All right. Uh, so we're following Brian. Yes. I mean, sorry, Miss the the Beyonder. Either is fine. Follow the stop. Push. Mm. Uh huh. Alright, as you get closer to the center of the cemetery, the weather changes very strangely from bright and sunny to overcast and stormy. Oh, despite like... there being no evidence of, of a storm cloud outside or even just inside the yeah. cemetery. Uh, beholder, I'm assuming that this is uh, something that's work. Hold on, I need to be certain. I float backwards ten feet and I see what happens. Yeah, it starts to disappear. I go forward again. <laughs> yeah, more storms. You know, the people who do this just have no originality. It's just one cliche after Thank another. God. Hmm. thought we were doing high sun shit. It's cloudy. How the fuck are you going to do this? When the brand of Yonder backs up, is there like a beeping sound? <laughs> <laughs> he just makes it with his hey, mouth. Uh, I'm blue, not overweight. Come on. All right, because you're like a, mach- you're like a car. Yeah. Jesus, man. He's not a piece of industrial machinery. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, um, yeah, basically, as we're going along, 
Some wizards may be cliche, but to be fair, a lot of things have been done at this point. So at, at the time, it was not all cliche, I'll have you know. Yeah, like 400 years ago, maybe. Anyway, we continue along, I guess. <laughs> Bickering aside. Yeah. Yeah, you, you continue on, and you see um, three hooded, culty-looking people standing uh, in a triangle. Well, you assume that it's a triangle. You, you can kind of... You only see, like, the arm of one of them, because he's, like, on the other side of the mausoleum. Mm-hmm. Vic's going to reach into his uh, vest and just pull out, like, a fan of cash. Okay. Mm-hmm. And pull the stun gun. Hey, Brian, one of these guys was to say, have all of his joints locked up. Would, uh, it be a problem for this ritual? I, I um, you're... So, here's the thing. Looking at what they're doing around the mausoleum... And the fact that none of them are wearing ostentatious jewelry, you realize that this must be a second ward within the first. Oh. So... Neither are the intern cultists. No, it's not even that. It's literally just a fake ritual to, to disguise the real ritual. Is that correct? It's like a duck blind. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that accurate? Yeah. Basically, what it is is the... Um, basically, they are... It's a second layer of defense, effectively. Oh boy. You can't you you definitely felt a ritual going on and that seems to be a ritual of warding now that you're here, but a ritual of warding does not cause thunderstorms. Right. This is merely an obstacle on our way to the primary target. Mm. It shall have to fall. Do these wards feel pain? We're about to find out <laughs> Alright, so are you engaging in Yes, yes, we will engage the ward. Go get him, Vinny. Alright! And he just pulls out the stun gun. Oh, yeah, we got a deal. Gonna deal out some cards. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what was everyone again? God, uh, I believe I'm the King of Hearts. Okay. Uh, I was a jack of some variety. Probably one of the, uh, the black jacks. Thank you. I believe I was the King of Clubs. Thank you. And here are Jack. Thank you. Alright. And we've so, got cultists one, two, and three. Ooh. And as a change of pace, I'm not gonna tell you what their die number is until no! Whoa! The DM is withholding information to I mean, make it more stressful. To be fair, the Anvil and Twin Pythons probably had a very public profile. Yeah, yeah that's true. Classic classic D12 behavior. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean they telegraph it so well on yeah. TV, right? You just assume a guy with two Python arms is probably at least a D10. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Alright. And also, uh, if somebody can get me a pencil. I need to write it down on the scene tracker. Oh, yes. All right. So, uh, just to tell you the stakes, the scene tracker, when it ends... We all die. The ritual is complete. Okay. How Whoa. many things are in the scene tracker? Is it always a fixed amount, or is it variable depending on the situation? It can be variable depending on the oh, situation, so but I am going to go with the standard 242. Okay. Hmm, that's not very many. I think that's the standard. Yeah, I know it is the standard, but... Well, it's, it's, what, eight rounds? Like, unless you're in a really big combat, eight rounds is probably pretty good. Sure. Yeah, I mean, if I had introduced all of the enemies at the start of the, the combat last time... Oh, yeah, totally. Like, you would... I think you probably wouldn't have lasted eight rounds. Yeah. <laughs> well, not that you wouldn't have. Like, the combat would have been... 
what happened. Because the thing is, I kept introducing fresh new people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah, um, so who goes? So we decide collectively who goes first, right? Right. All right. Um, well, my, my vote's for Vinny. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna find that if these wards feel pain. So what you see Vinny do is he just walks up close to the ward, pulls out the stun gun, and says, "Hey, fucker!" and just jams it into his neck and turns it on. And you see him like convulse a little bit. And so he is gonna use "You Feel Me," his uh, attack power, where I attack using Vindictive Aura, and I use my max stun. This is self-discipline to keep standing. You know, at that range, you could have just stuck it right into the guy, but he's such a show-off. <laughs> well, so yeah. he's explained this, is yeah. that in the event of combat, there's a distinct chance that you could miss, but his ability never does. Yeah, sure. That's funny. And the cons of d6. So for this ability, I just use my max die. Now that is a five. Okay. So he kind of remains standing, and then all of a sudden, you see, like, I'm assuming one of the cultists just kind of like, <clears throat> as if they were hit by the stun gun. Yep, so that's going to drop that cultist from a D10 to a D8. Ooh! Ooh! Okay. And you see, like, so you see, like, the burn mark from the tape from the stun gun on his neck, and then you quickly see the burn, like, begin to stitch itself back together and reheal itself. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So, um, now, uh, so with the one person breaking the triangle, the, um, uh, you can get information about what's happening in the ritual, but that will require you to make overcome checks. Right. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, like, so does the ward drop, or is it just like the ritual that they're doing is uh, they're the ritual which is the ward that they're doing is disrupted. Ah. So now they are no longer shielding the actual ritual from any arcane senses or the ability to just run in there and look at what's happening. <laughs> sure. What the fuck? All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, so that is my turn, and uh, I'm going to pass to. I'm going to say Brian. Okay, excellent. And he said, and Vinny says in like a very hoarse voice, Hey, Brian! So what the fuck's going on? <laughs> fuck! What did your blue eyes see? Mm, yeah. Uh, just a moment. Um, okay, so... Yeah, ha- haven't I already brought up the fact that it's a ward that uh, prevents, you know, people from seeing it? Yeah, but yes. they brought down the ward by, oh. by distracting one of the people. Yeah. Okay, so what do I... Okay, so, so you can overcome to sort of figure out, okay, what's the real ritual they're doing? I'm going to do exactly that. So I'm going to do the overcome again. So, mm-hmm. uh, right. Uh-huh. So that's the 10 to the 8. Using my max die. That is six. Okay. Um, Success at a cost. All right. So, as a minor twist. For magical stuff, minor twist. What weird curse is now following you around? Hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Please don't let it be what I think it's going to be as a result of being in a pet cemetery. No, it's Luther. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> He's going to use this opportunity to kill you. Uh, uh, the no. curse of bigotry. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, I'm actually going to uh, I'm going to roll the environment dice. Alright. And uh, you are going to take six damage from the dark energies. Woo! Okay. As the uh, t- 
you you try it when you tap in with an unsh- the unshielded ritual. There's dark energies abound. <laughs> yeah, so it assaults. Does someone say dark energies? <laughs> is, is it my turn? Well, it depends who Chris passes to. Uh huh. Okay. I like to imagine like you start screaming, but it's like we just kind of assume that's your shtick, so it's like, ah, yeah. oh, he's fine. Uh, but then I am in great mental pain. All right, so you you realize the first part of the ritual is that it's drawing the death energy from the cemetery. That sucks. Okay. Oh right. I, Wait. So I, that that oh it, so the death energy went into you. That's why you were tamed. <laughs> oh no, death! Oh, dead dogs. Oh, skittles. The death of countless beloved family pets! <laughs> you're not actually taking damage, you're just now really fucking sad. Well, yeah. It's like watching Marley and me! Oh. <laughs> On Luke Clockwork Orange style. 1,000 versions! They said it would be a comedy! They lied! Alright, so... You're current, you currently have the objective, discover the ritual, you have... Mark one of two boxes. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, with that being my thing, I guess I'm going to... Yeah. Does anybody want to go or should I pass to the cultists? Uh, uh, probably pass to the cultists. Yeah, okay. I'll do that. Sure. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Because, like, you want to save us in case some yeah. shit goes mm-hmm. down. All right. Um, so, cultist A. Also, don't forget to flip your cards. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, cultist A is going to create a boost... He creates a plus two boost. Then Cultist B is going to. Oh, Cultist B is still only 10. Is going to. Is going to summon. Ah, beans. Three skeletal rats. Okay. Yikes, I don't like that. Things are getting spoopy. <laughs> Alright, so the skeletal rats are minions. Are they clawing their way up out of the ground? Yes. Okay, of course. I mean, is there any other way, really? Mm. I just had to be sure here. It could be worse. It could be crawling out of his mouth. Oh, God! Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> That's where we find out one of the cultists is not actually a person, it's just a bunch of rat skeletons in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> So, skills rats are D6 minions. Okay. 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 And there's three of them? Yeah, there are three of them. Um, Great. And then uh, Cultist C is going to unleash dark energies on you. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. For eight damage. Thanks. Three minus eight is... Oh, I'm on yellow already. Awesome. Alright, and uh, they are going to um, they're going to pass to the environment and the environment is going to Sorry, who is that boost uh, that the one cultist applied to? Who was that applied to? It was applied to cultist B and cultist B oh, hold on. Okay. To, to summon minions Yeah, so I mark first box Um, yeah, so... Alright, so, uh, the environment 
uh, summons two zombie dogs. <gasps> I don't like it. Well, <laughs> I don't like this is where this is headed, guys. I don't like it. Problem is, I don't have any, um... Yeah, there's no group attacks. I don't have any AoE, and I got Brian, AOE. Brian has all of it. So I'm gonna focus on the on the cultists and take them out. Dogs are D10 minions. <laughs> or actually, maybe I'll focus on those things. So John, does the side of the die determine the type of animal that's being summoned? No, it's mm. uh, determined. You, it's uh, it's determined by what I choose to summon. I see. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I, at at higher, you see. On a in green zone, it'll just summon one type. Mm. In yellow zone, it'll summon two types. Yeah. In red zone, it'll summon three uh, three oh types of, of minions. All right. So just as so just as a clarification, I think that maybe if we stop whatever rituals happening, the dogs will like so you know focus yeah. on keeping them alive. But if we can also figure out what the ritual's doing, we might be able to just cut it off the source. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Uh, Vic's got. Psychic powers, so he could take a shot at discovering the ritual. Right. Yep. Uh, so, uh, and where's the environment passing to? Uh, well, the environment rats have to go. Oh, ah, shit, rats. Oh, oh, they don't have summoning sickness? No. Okay. Well, they, <laughs> they have they, haste. They, they were summoned on the cultist's turn. Uh, oh, I, see. I understand. The dogs have summoning sickness. Unfair. Broken. <laughs> you no, you the cultists did it at the end of their turn, and then it passed the turn, yeah. so it's actually the beginning of the... <laughs> yeah, it, we've gone out of... They're in the up uh, the uh, upkeep phase. Alright. Are you ready to learn about the stack, Joey? Oh, don't you start with me on the fucking stack. <laughs> Alright, so... I will bring you to state-based actions, motherfucker. <laughs> um, active player, non-active player, priority. Take four damage, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I deserve that. <laughs> Um, Chris will yeah. also take four. Oh boy! And Jonathan will take six because the dice apparently hate you. Ouch! Well, that puts me in yellow, which is good for me. I'm also in yellow. Yeah. I'm gonna tell this first time taking damage. So I'm fine. I think it's the first time they've taken damage. Well, yeah. not Chris. Chris is taking yeah. damage. This is the first time Vinny's taking damage. Yeah, it doesn't have a lot of hit points. All right. So they went. Now, who goes? Um, and now the scene will pass to Luther, who shows up on the scene. Thanks. Um, Alright, so Luther has three possible actions. Stop the ritual, attack the cultist, or attack an enemy, uh, which will, um, he will immediately reduce um, a die pool. Um, yeah, he will, re he can either eliminate any D8 or lower minion, mm -hmm. or, um, he can reduce a uh, lieutenant down one die size. Mm -hmm. oh. oh, the cultists are lieutenants, right? Yes. Okay. I think he should do the ritual. Or he can work. Or he can help. He can click a box on the ritual. Yeah. I'll have him click. Why don't we have a click a box on the ritual? Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that is what he's here for. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I need that pencil back. So what does Luther do? All right. So Luther pops out from behind a gravestone. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? How? You think with that? Oh right, the third one he can bust the party. Oh, okay. No, we're fine. Right now, we're fine. Yeah. Um, and he says, "It's not just death, but blood in the in this ritual. Dark, tainted blood." And uh, Brian, with that information mm. and the fact that it's a high noon ritual with dark, tainted blood pulling on death energy. You realize they're doing a ritual of the daywalker. <gasps> What's that? <laughs> a man who doesn't pay his taxes. Oh. No, it's not. the worst kind. 
No, sorry. I was you summoned Jeff Bezos. Oh. I was a Wesley Snipes reference. No. <laughs> oh. All right. No. Um, specifically, um, the cultists are trying to draw the power of a vampire into a mortal form. They will have all of the strengths, but none of the weaknesses of being a vampire. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. We got to stop that shit. Mm-hmm. All right. So what is our next objective? All right. So um, the next one, you actually get two separate objectives. Ooh. So um, outside of the mausoleum, there will be, you need to find and destroy a keystone that's pulling the death energy from the, hmm. from the cemetery itself. Okay. You also have to break into the mausoleum because that's where the ritual itself is going down. All right. So how long do we have until the ritual is finished? Uh, seven right. rounds, not including this one. Yeah, we, we uh, Joey and I still have action. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't gotten yet. So just to clarify, I do have a principle of the undead, so I might be useful in discovering that source of death energy. Huh? Feel it in your bones. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm basically like constantly in a state of dying. I'm like the Usain Bolt of dying. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> that is the worst Let's thing anyone that meant like can, de- can we deconstruct this? <laughs> Alright, so you can find the keystone. Okay. Two boxes. And then open the mausoleum. Also two boxes. Okay. So the environment just finished his turn, is that right? Or no, uh, Victor just finished his turn. Luther. 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 Jeez. Okay. I'd probably smell ma- mausoleum rock, but whatever. None of you can see this at home. <laughs> Only the people here can, and you know what I'm saying. <laughs> In a pet cemetery, it's actually spelled mausoleum. <laughs> oh! the, the, the reason why it's two is that it's very small, and hence it's very difficult to get into. <laughs> All right. So, um, so that's the, uh, yeah, so, and then Luther will pass to... Not you. <laughs> uh, to me. Yeah, to, to Vic. Yeah. The liquidator. To the liquidator. Okay, so I'm assuming that... I, I like to imagine that he's passing it to them. It's like, alright, I know she's evil, but I don't know about you. <laughs> so I'm assuming, has Luther, like, relayed any of this information? Yeah, he, he said all that out loud. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, dramatic he, monologue. <laughs> yeah, well, he wanted you guys to know what the, the deal was. You wouldn't just go, like... Yeah, just yeah. waltz into that and be like, what's all this triangle? Oh! <laughs> oh, fuck. Yes. Alright, great. Um, so, I think... Uh, oh, man, there's still so many bad dudes around. And uh, Vic is in yellow now. Uh, the yellow zone, which means that he has uh, his AoE attack. So, I'm wondering if nice. that would be better to do uh, rather than using his... Uh, precog powers to find the keystone. Yeah, you you could also, don't forget, you still have your hero point boost, so if you want to just do like a big-ass alpha strike. That's true. Yeah. Can you use hero powers after your roll, or do you have to declare before your roll? Before, yeah. Okay. I think there's a specific uh, either reaction or... Um... Oh, yeah, there's a red ability that allows you to do it um, yeah. at, before or after your roll. Yeah. Alright, so now that Vic is in the yellow zone, he's got a few more options. Most of his uh, abilities are actually in the yellow zone. So um, I could uh, just attack and hinder a single enemy, or I could boost us as a team, all to boost multiple close targets, or hinder multiple close targets. I think 
I don't think anyone here is strong enough that we need to hinder them and then hit them with a boosted attack. Okay. So I would say either boost everybody or attack a bunch of units, yeah. a bunch of guys. Yeah. Okay. Um, another thing is, so we have four boxes to tick between open the mausoleum and find a keystone. And there's probably going to be one more beyond that, I would assume. Yeah, and even with Luther. Uh, dealing with all of these enemies, unless you can wipe a whole bunch of them with one of Brian's AoE attacks, um, it might be, like, we might have to prioritize that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay, so one other thing that I've got is I also have a, like, mass boost slash hinder ability. Mm. I, I just have a mass hinder, but it uses my the max die for void, and which is the d12. Wow. So. Yeah. Okay. So, so, might be a, so, because the thing is, hinder also affects defense dice. Yeah. So, what about you go past to... Uh, Quintess, you mass hinder, and then... Oh, no, I can't mass hinder until I'm in yellow, actually. Oh, right. I'm not in Damn. yellow because I'm not damaged. Hey, doesn't Quintess also have an ability where she can choose who to pass to? So what I do is I attack an enemy and then pass to that enemy, and then I get to decide who that enemy passes oh, to. Oh, I see, I see. So if we want someone to go after, uh, at, like, I can tell, I can... It doesn't have to be one of us, but I can say, like, you have to pass to the environment, or you have to pass to these rats. I see. So could you, in theory, do a group hinder, and then make a rat go or whatever, and then pass to Brian and he do an AoE? Um, the... I think the hinder ability the pass, is the, the pass is, oh, uh, right. is yes. an attack, so I have to attack something and then pass to it. Okay, I see. Alright, um, yes. I guess maybe in that case, uh, it sounds like between... Uh, Quintess and Brian, you've got kind of the combat. No, we have a combo, but only once I hit yellow. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so maybe I think what Vic's gonna do is just try and find this keystone. Um, so Vic's got these psychic kind of precog powers which he uses to manipulate the free market in order to make money for his legitimate business. And since money is the root of all evil, it works pretty diversely amongst magical artifacts. Yes. Uh, it's, a, it's a convenience that we try not to talk about in the industry. So, uh, this, Shh, the money has souls in it. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, this would be an overcome action, is that right? Yes. Yeah. So, and if you're one of your principles applies, then you use your max die. Mm, okay. So I'm going to use my, uh, I guess, uh... Precognition, psychic power, and then my insight quality, uh, and then just a straight D6 for my yellow die. So, um, are you using a principle then? Yeah, I guess principle of the future. Mm. So, I, uh, yeah, uh, Vic's gonna kind of like send his mind into the distant future and try and find a specific timeline where somebody, like, accidentally steps on the keystone or something mm -hmm. like that. <laughs> uh, so the max die for that is eight. Okay. And everyone gets a hero point. Nice. Alright. And that's a success with no... No penalties, yes. No penalties. Alright. So, yeah, you, you scan the timelines and you... Um... Let me just mark this down so we don't forget. I imagine that, like, you see a vision where a guy, like, points in a direction and says, Protect the Keystone! <laughs> so you're like, you know where it is, but generally. But yeah, it's way. a version of history where he's a complete moron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't let them anywhere near that object! <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, you just immediately see Luther stab him in the face. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. 
Yeah, in some of the timelines, for some weird reason, there's a giant statue fighting in <laughs> fighting. As well. you're, you're not sure what, what what's happening in those ones, but uh, a guy has a guy like a figure four leg lock. It's really weird. Okay, and then uh, Vic is going to pass to Quintess. The guy is like screaming about cream. The cream with a crop. It's weird. There's some other dude that's just getting the shit beat out of him. Yeah. It's fucked up. All right. Pythons is here. <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com.